Hi there, and welcome to our podcast, That's a Terrible Idea, When Do We Start? I'm Jen Panatoni, and I'll be joined by Tanya Weaver, Executive Director of the American Foundation for Children with AIDS. On this podcast, we're going to talk about how taking risks can lead to amazing growth for ourselves and others. We'll be telling lots of stories about the experiences that have led to the building of this charity and the work that's being done all because of the audacity of those that have put what they know aside in order to step into the unknown and realize their potential to create change in the world. Right off the bat, we're starting with another potentially terrible idea, this podcast. We have no idea what we're doing, and so we hope that you'll join us on this learning journey. Grab a cup of tea or whatever you like to drink, sit back and listen to Tanya and I figure out what the heck we're doing, and hopefully leave here having a couple of laughs and maybe a bit of inspiration to make some changes in the world on your own. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for joining us on, uh, that's a terrible idea. When do we start? (laughs) That's that's the title of our podcast, and it was inspired by Tanya's patch on her backpack. And so on this podcast, we we talk about all things AFCA and, uh, you know, um, who's a part of our organization, the work we do. And that's why we have you here today. And I'm so happy that you were able to join us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, um, everybody, this is Stephanie Watkins. Um, And Stephanie, do you want to tell us a little bit uh, what you do with AFCA? Yeah, sure. Um, So... Uh, at the moment, this current point in time, I am the current board um, president for AFCA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, I take direction from Tanya. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, you know, the the mastermind of all the terrible ideas that somehow end up being uh, wonderful and amazing ideas. Um and, yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes it work. It's like amazing. Um, it is amazing. Yeah, I've been um, a part of the board. Um, oh, gosh, I don't really even know now how long. Um, probably since 2012 or 13. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it has been a while. You were on the board when I had a short stint on the board while I was pregnant with uh, with my youngest, um, and that's where I met you. But how did you how did you even get started with AFCA? Like, where did you meet Tanya, and uh, how did you get how did you come to love this organization? Yeah, so um, it's so funny. Uh, all of these stories are about Tanya because she's so great. But um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I met Tanya um, in an aerobics class when both of us were trying to work out at a big chain um, gym. And I just heard her. I mean, she just can't not talk about the great work like she does and it sounds like it's like about her and it's not she's just talking about the kids and all the great stuff that's happening over in Africa with AFCA and you just kind of get sucked in and that's what I did like she just kind of like sucked me into her orbit and I was like hey lady what are you talking about 
<laughs> I, you know, I had a very similar experience with Tanya myself. Like, I feel like she would just give me little nuggets where it was just always piquing my interest. And I'm like, I need to know more about this person. Yeah. Because she sounds incredible. And so I'm picturing you guys in step aerobics class because you're definitely doing step aerobics, right? And <laughs> in like 80s garb, right? Yes. <laughs> well, you're definitely wearing full leotards and slouchy <laughs> socks. And um, I can see it now. And Tanya's probably just like yelling over to you about, you know, how she like rides motorbikes down um, Congolese uh, roads and um, sees, like, you know. Shoulder and yeah. Yeah, I love that. I can't even picture either one of you guys uh, in a big box. Jim. <laughs> like, what were we in our lives at that point? I don't know. Both of us had like either hit rock bottom and at the same time <laughs> met each other at the right time. It's so funny when you like, oh my gosh, it out. But next thing I know, I am climbing Mount Kilimanjaro with her. And the rest is history. <laughs> that sounds more like your speed. That's what I envision you guys yeah. doing. Is outdoorsy, outdoorsy ladies conquering peaks. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I uh, tell me about that first trip then. Like how, how did you decide it was like you were going to take this, this risk and go with your aerobics buddy or <laughs> your workout buddy? up the peak of Mount Kilimanjaro that's kind of insane yeah well it was more like just this random lady that I met in aerobics class was like hey do you want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and I was like yeah sure let's go uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no it was a little bit more than that you know I mean she talked yeah. about kind of her organization and um and what the um fundraising would go towards and support and um, you know, was always looking for, you know, new adventures. And I'm a big um, uh, traveler and really like to travel. And um, it just kind of made sense to me to do this trip that also had some meaning behind it and did a little bit of good in the world um, and do it through AFCA. And I think you know, it was just an, an amazing experience. We were the first um, all-female AFCA team to go. There was a wide variety of abilities that went on this team. And, man, was it just so much fun, so awesome, and got to know some really great women from, you know, this area of Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, which is where Tanya and I are. And um, But then also some ladies from different parts of the world joined us as well so it was really great and we kind of all got to know a little bit more about the organization and what what the climb kind of meant to the kids that we were supporting in Africa and it made it all that more special and meaningful um, to an already pretty meaningful trip to begin with so yeah, that sounds like an incredible experience now this is the one um, Betsy was on correct? Yeah, yeah. She was on that with you. Yeah, I would have loved to have been on that trek up that mountain. I mean, that sounds like good company to me. <laughs> yeah, great. 
So the climb up trips, um, I haven't talked to anybody who's done a climb up trip besides you and Betsy. And she, we, we talked more about her work in the warehouse um, when I talked to her last week, but that's a fundraising trip specifically um, to bring awareness to AFCA's programs, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it allows folks to go on this amazing trip and, but at the same time, there's a fundraising element to it, which you don't necessarily have to do the fundraising. You can sort of fund it all, all yourself. But um, what's great about doing the fundraising is you, you know, reach out to friends, family, businesses, folks in your community. And it's just really a great way to kind of spread the word about who AFCA is and what AFC does. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really, it's one of our, one of our more successful, um, fundraising efforts, but unfortunately since COVID has hit, you know, travel and, um, going different places, especially overseas has made it really, really difficult and put a damper on that, that fundraising ability. So we gotta, we gotta pick that back up. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we're so happy that you're here to share your story, because I think people hearing firsthand experiences um, and podcasts have been so popular because, you know, you could just put them on and and fold clothes or do dishes or go about your day. So it doesn't really take a lot of time out of your day to learn about all of these um, these cool things on podcasts. So. I'm hoping to feature folks that have gone on these trips and really learn more about why they chose to go on them, what their experiences were like. Had you ever been to Africa before you met Tanya? Um, I, well, this is a really long story, but I'm, I was born in South Africa, but that we left before I had chance to really um, say that I've quote unquote been to Africa. Right. We left when I was really little, but um I think that it's kind of a, I don't know if something was still left over in me and really um, drew me towards the Africa, the continent of Africa and wanting to go back and um, do work there, but um, had not really spent any, well, I hadn't spent any time there before meeting Tanya. Right. And besides the climb up trip, you've traveled then with other times with AFCA, because I remember you had done some program visits to um, the uh, Demo uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, correct? Yeah, so I um, I went to Congo with Tanya um, at the end of last year, and I also went to Uganda um, for program visits. I want to say, gosh, I don't know the dates. But I went some before the pandemic had hit. So Right. Yeah. yeah, that was probably like closer to when my son was born, because I remember you went when I was on the board, I think, or slightly right afterwards. So um, but you traveled there by yourself. I went to Uganda by myself. Yeah. Right. To do program visits as a board uh, member in yeah. order to. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. And um and then you toured with Tanya to do the same kind of thing this last year, you said, right? Uh, yeah. Um, the trip to Congo um, was a little bit of um, program visits, but also a uh, tester for vacation with a purpose. 
Um, so we had um, a couple of other folks with us um, who had been on a um, couple of AFCA trips um, before. Uh, so there were, I think, um, three, four of us, plus Tanya, plus her amazing kids. And um, there were supposed to be a few others from Australia um, and I think somewhere else, but because of COVID restrictions, they weren't able to make it. So it was a smaller group than we had anticipated. Right. And so the Congo is quite a bit different than um, climbing up Kilimanjaro. Uh, how do those those trips, I mean, those were very different from one another. Um, can you explain what you did a little bit in the Congo while you were there? Yeah. So um, when... Uh... When we got there, when we finally got to where we were doing some of the work, which is uh, where AFCA's one, where one of AFCA's programs are, um, which is in Gemina, um, mm -hmm. we were helping to build or sort of rebuild these two homes for two grandmothers who are in AFCA's programs who are looking after their orphaned grandchildren. Um, mm -hmm. and not just, you know, two or three grandkids, we're talking like, um, you know, like eight to 12 grandkids, um, who have been orphaned. Um, and so we were helping the, um, kind of like local contractor that we work with in the area, um, makes it sound very formal and it's not, um, build mm -hmm. the new homes for the grandmother and when I say new homes it's literally um kind of like two very small bedroom sized rooms in a mud brick sort of rectangle um yeah it's like a cinder blocks right well, Is it like not even cinder blocks I mean when we were walking to the um construct like quote-unquote construction site um, yeah, they, you know, we were walking by the bricks where they were making them in the front yard of people's homes. And they are using kind of like the, the, the clay, the, the earth around the area is very clay. And they were using the earth to create these bricks and they were, um, uh, they were hardening in the sun I don't know if we mm -hmm. were using those specific ones, but um, they look very similar. Um, and there's other processes that they use there as well. They do use like a firing, um, a, a firing process to harden some of the bricks as well. But um, you know, we were we were like making quote unquote like cement and spackling whatever you want to call it by just like digging a hole next to the house and like right it with water and cement and then just slapping it up on the house and then we were all like well now there's this giant hole next to this grandmother like we have to fill it back in <laughs> so this is not lot. what 88 88 yeah. compliant <laughs> right. the one grandma was blind so like, oh Lord, like, there was a lot of like digging holes and then filling holes back in with dirt. But at the end of the day, we definitely, you know, I mean, the pictures are just amazing in terms of what the houses look like. 
before and the what the ones we built or helped help to build I shouldn't say we built them help to build next to them but um yeah it was a, an amazing experience and you know the team that went wasn't necessarily um the handiest teams to go and help build a house so we're always looking for folks who have you know um, a skill set <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was worried about that myself. Like, um, I'm sure the people on the pod who listen to the podcast have heard a bajillion times, but my son Charlie and I are going to Zimbabwe and we have like no skills. So I'm always, when it comes to like building anything. Um, so, you know, I told Tanya that I am, I could dig, I could dig holes. So maybe the Congo <laughs> is really the place for me. <laughs> That's what I did. I was digging holes. And I was like making decisions because there's a lot of um, standing around and like deciding who's going to make the final decision on things in in Africa. And um, I'm good at at like being bossy and being in charge. <laughs> there you go. Digging nice. holes and bossing people around. <laughs> that is a perfect. I think we should change your board bio to say. <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> building, digging holes and bossing people around. I think that's fantastic. We all have our special gifts, yeah. you know? Yes, I know. <laughs> so, well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Like uh, that I'll just be able to uh, add some uh, mediocre labor to the projects. <laughs> um, but so what are some of the things you think you've learned about your, yourself? Let's get introspective mm -hmm. <laughs> since, since working with AFCA or going on some of these trips, have you learned anything about who you are or what you want to do or. Oh boy. Um, I guess that's deep. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I've, um, you know, I, I, I want to be, you know, realistic about, um, about what, how, how I want to be involved with the organization and what I want to do with the organization. And to be totally honest, you know, um, what Tanya, I could not do what Tanya does. I see her go on these trips. I see her, um, making sacrifices and, you know, leaving her family to go and check on programs and make sure that they're working perfectly fine. And, you know, she's in, um, you know, when, when folks say roughing it, right, that there's no, especially in the Congo, it, it, I don't think folks can really comprehend unless you've been there, um, what that, what that phrase actually means. And, yeah. um, I, I know, and I can be honest with myself that I, I, um, truly am thankful and value what she does because I don't think that I do that as often and all the time that she does it. And so I am fully comfortable with the idea of, um, you know, uh, being a, a voice for ASCA and sort of helping, um, I guess you could say the comfort of my own home, <laughs> and, um, going every now and again, because I think it is important to see the work. I think it really is important to go over and see the work 
but I truly um, am just amazed by what Tanya does um, day in and day out, especially the on-ground programs and visiting and making things. So I think if I'm being totally honest, that is, that's what I would say. I enjoy the, the creature comforts. Um, and I'm, I'm as, as great as it is to go to these programs and visit them. I'm always happy to happy to come home. Right. Yeah, I can see that it is um, when I see her stories, because um, she's always sharing pictures when she can in between the work that she's doing, which is a lot, you know, to even be um, posting about it on social media when she can, because a lot of times she doesn't even have access to Wi-Fi or connections, you know, um, the pictures that she shared uh, of the Congo. Uh, like you said, it's not, it, it's not for everybody. And she does it with such a grace, you know, mm -hmm. to be sitting on the floor eating um, fish out of a, what might look like a rusty pail on the floor. You know, she just would never complain, would never even, um, even uh, give a hint to somebody there that she wasn't comfortable with the situation because she just cares that much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not for everybody. So we can stay here <laughs> and tell our stories though. And hopefully keep telling her story because she is somebody that everybody should meet and uh, people should go on these trips and, um, and see these things. Yeah. Um, your dad actually traveled with you on your last trip to the Congo. How, how is that traveling um, with family? He did come with me to the Congo. <laughs> uh, he, was he back? Was he happy to be back in Africa? Um, he, yeah. I mean, it was an adventure, right? And he hasn't had an adventure like that in a, in a little while. Um, and I think, you know, the 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 one of my skills of bossing people around really, really came out strong when it came to my dad. <laughs> I was bossing him like all <laughs> over the place, all over the place, trying to keep him out of trouble. <laughs> but, you know, he's just so um, comfortable and can talk to anybody. Um, and his uh, childhood French lessons came and in the Congo when we were trying to get our driver to keep driving <laughs> to where we were trying to get to when we were first heading towards Gemina. We couldn't understand why we stopped in this little town and it was getting dark and um, everybody was really uh, curious about the car full of white people just sitting on the side of the road. Um, so, why did he stop? Did you get to the bottom of it? Oh. No? Nope, couldn't get to the bottom of it. And even just taking you on a little tour so he could <laughs> show you guys off. I don't know. And the translator, when we, we got with, when Mandaba and Tanya actually showed, they were behind us on the motorcycle, like we talked about earlier. Um, when he got there, he still couldn't figure out why the driver stopped. It was really bizarre. But anyway, we were there for a while and, um, then Tanya and Amanda pulled up behind us and were like, "Why? What are you guys doing? <laughs> like, we don't know. 
dad's been talking to him in French, but still can't figure out why we're still sitting here. So, so yeah. Well, that that was handy to have your dad in that instance, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, yeah, no, it was good to have him. It was good to have him on the trip. I'm glad he got that um, experience. I'm glad, you know, he did say he he is a pretty wide, um, has traveled a lot, um, and he's traveled and he's traveled in other parts of the world. He, he did say, I I thought I knew how certain parts of the world lived. He said that the trip really opened his eyes, really taught him something new and, you know, really appreciated it. So that was really cool to hear, you know, from someone who's who's very cultured and has seen a lot of things to be able to provide that experience for my dad, right? Really, um, it was really cool. That is really neat. Yeah, I've heard that there's really nothing quite like the Congo. Um, I watched um, just recently again, Anthony Bourdain, uh, his trip to the Congo and and for him and his team as well. And um, it's definitely not for everyone. We don't, we don't know, we don't have uh, open teams that go there without um, some, usually some background and experience. I know that we're not like booking vacation with a purpose there. And that's kind of just a different subset of uh, volunteers. Right. Yeah. 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 It is. It's a, it's usually like by invitation. And, um, but I'm really glad that we're starting to think about, uh, we are, you know, thinking about taking teams there because the work that we're doing there is really, is really important and it's really cool to see, um, the impact that AFCA is is having on some of these these lives in the program. So, did you get to see um, the program there where the women have the sewing machines and do the? Was that around when you went? Yeah, yeah, that was there. That was um, so cool, um, and they're becoming pretty self sufficient. So they've got kind of like a whole business plan set up, but um, it is. Um, aiming to take women who have no other option to feed their families but to um, uh, become sort of like sex workers and teach them a trade, whether it's sewing, um, becoming a um, seamstress, or hairdressing. And so we went and we saw all the beautiful dresses and where they do the work, and um, hopefully we can maybe uh set up some sort of um way to sell their products that they're making i don't know if tanya is is at that point yet but we talked about that and then they made us these really beautiful african dresses uh for the ladies and then all of the guys they made them um these like shirts with all these loud sort of african prints that were really cool (laughs) so I think I saw a picture of Tanya wearing one of those in the group. Yeah, I think I saw that. I don't know if I saw your outfit, but I'll have to go check it out in the pictures. And if you have any pictures that from your trip that you could send to me, because I like to include them in the show notes so people can take a gander 
at those after they listen to the show and just get a little visual of what we're talking about. Um, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, I love that program. We recently just got a, a, a donation that went towards new sewing machines for that program. And Tanya was saying, um, you know, that they get a lot of work doing like a, uh, uh, graduation and women's day, like, uh, sewing, sewing suits and things like that for the dressy occasions. And it's just so cool to see that they just now continue to now that, like you said, they have a business model where, um, after you're properly trained through the program, um, that you can rent out, I believe a sewing machine of your own. Um, and then, uh, you're able to set up your own micro business. And uh, that's just incredible for uh, a community. And it's just so mind blowing to even comprehend that there are women that have zero choices, but to go into sex work, like no other choice. Right. And, And this provides other alternatives, which helps to end the cycle of AIDS as we know by pulling people out of extreme poverty and giving them choices so that we don't perpetuate this cycle. But um, it's so, it's so cool to see that and that it continues to pass hope along to future generations and, and that they um, hopefully one day will, that will not be the only option. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, you know, you, you, I think a lot of it kind of boils down to when we use words like hope and um, choice and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, it's just some of the most basic things like opportunity, right? I mean, there's just no, when, when we talk about opportunity, like in a country where we are in the states there's opportunity for everyone to take some make some sort of step somewhere Um, right but in places like that there's just there's no opportunity there's 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 not there's nothing right like like we talk about food we talk about medicine we talk about all of that that there's some of the most basic 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 sort of um ways to advance is just the opportunity and for for many of them that doesn't even exist yes well i'm glad to see that afca is doing things to change that and um if you're listening at home you can help afca uh provide more opportunities for women who um wouldn't not have other choices but to go into sex work um, by donating on our website you can visit uh, www.afcaids.org that's afcades.org um, you can uh, see the link in our show notes and Stephanie I just wanted to thank you again for taking the time to talk with me and to tell us all about your adventures with AFCA um, and your travels And we hope to have you on again sometime again. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, there's, um, I think there's a lot more to talk about. So I'd be happy to. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, you have a good evening and thanks for your time again. And we'll be talking later. All right. Thank you, Jen. 
Well, that's this week's episode of That's a Terrible Idea. When do we start? We hope that you enjoyed listening to us as much as we enjoy hitting record. Please make sure that you like and subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your pods, and a review would absolutely make our day. Share this pod with your friends and family and spread hope with us. You can learn more about AFCA's work, donate, volunteer, or go on a transformative journey of your own at www.afcades.org. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode, and thanks for listening.